0: And so this is the last uh, Sunday of, um, well, it's Ascension Sunday, but really I consider it the last Sunday of this Easter season. We hear now from the book of Acts. Uh, it is understood that the uh, the author of the book of Acts was also the author of the Gospel of Luke. He begins by telling us that he's already told the story of Jesus' uh, life, death, and resurrection, and... And now this next book, the book of the apostles, the Acts of the Apostles, will will tell what uh, his early believers did following Jesus' ascension. But this morning, we hear verses 1 through 11, which are about the ascension into heaven. The writer says this, In the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day when he was taken up into heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs. Appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While staying with them, Jesus ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This he said is what you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So, when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? Jesus replied, it is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And when he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, they were gazing up toward heaven. And suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. And they said, men of Galilee, why do you stand there looking up toward heaven? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, thank you for this word this morning. An old word made new this morning again through the power of the gift of the Holy Spirit. Open us to... Uh, Your way and your will for each of us. Amen. At the end of September 2001, I received our monthly newsletter from our district office. As I read the opening piece, um, it would be more like my, my pastor's piece that you read in the messenger, I was confused. I felt a profound disconnect. Just three weeks before had been 9-11, the terrorist attack on the World Trade Center, the Pentagon, and all the destruction that followed. But in that opening piece, there was no mention of it. Then I saw an asterisk, and at the bottom of the page, it read this. This piece was written before 9-11. My outraged and admittedly judgmental self-thought That is completely irresponsible for a church leader not to address what's actually going on in the nation, in the country in which we live. 21 years later, I get it. (laughs) I see it how it happens. There are sorrows and tragedies and conflicts that are so big, again, so tragic, that words escape us. It's easier to be silent and to just carry on, to write about, to think about, to preach about, to talk about whatever it was we were going to do before. I think this was one of the reasons I was so impressed this last week by the NBA coach, Steve Kerr. On the night of the mass shooting in Evalde, Texas, Kerr went to the scheduled pre-game press conference, Before his team, the Golden State Warriors, faced the Mavericks in game four of the NBA semifinals, he went to the mic as scheduled and began with these words, I'm not going to talk about basketball, right, but you're a basketball coach. I'm not going to talk about basketball and I'm not going to answer any questions about basketball. Hmm. He went on impassioned and very specific. To speak about gun violence and what can be done to address this deadly pandemic. Now, I cannot tell you from the pulpit what you should do. I can't possibly tell you in the words that uh, Coach Kerr told about what to do. It was uh, actually it's it would be questionable for me to do such a political thing from the pulpit. That being said, that being said, what I implore you and myself to do is do the research, engage with your elected officials, with leaders of organizations that any of us are a part of, and ask, and research, and look, and think, and ask, what can we be done? What can we do and what can be done to address the horror that we are now living in and out of? Whatever you think the cause is. Whatever you think The answer or solution could be. But why? What does this have to do with us as followers of Jesus? This is always the the point. I hope it's always the point for those of us who follow Jesus. What I believe is what troubles our souls and breaks our hearts. Breaks the heart of Jesus. I believe that. I believe God's heart is broken by what breaks our hearts. So when we're asked what do we do? And what does this possibly have to do with this lesson this morning? Reminder. Go back for a minute. Those disciples are gathered around Jesus. Um, A scripture tells us he's soon going to be taken into heaven, right? And they're they're anticipating something's going to happen. So I always envision them kind of drawing close to Jesus. And they say this, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom of Israel? We might rephrase this by saying, Jesus, is this the time you're going to do something? I uh, often envision Jesus holding out his hands with the scars and saying, I I think I already did enough. I think I already did enough. See, because included in this question, buried in this question is the hope and the desire for Jesus to keep doing it, right? Right? Jesus we want you to act. Jesus we want you to take us back. We want you to restore the kingdom of Israel. We need we need safety, Jesus. We want to we want you. What can you do for us? Hmm. And Jesus response. So perfect, right? Jesus' response, and in the book of Acts it tells us that these are Jesus' very last words to his disciples in his earthly form. Jesus says, it is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority. So you can't know when the end time is, he says. But, and that's a really big, all in capitals, but. But, that's not the end of the story. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be, not shall be, or maybe be, or could be, or can be. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, right? Jerusalem was where they were. Judea was a little bit bigger. Samaria was actually enemy territory, and the whole world, I wonder if Jesus was thinking, okay, one more time, guys. I'm running this by you. You cannot know everything. God only knows. But because you don't know everything doesn't mean you don't do anything. You will receive power. It's in the Holy Spirit. That's what we sing about is that we will be informed and inspired by the Holy Spirit. And he says to do what I'm sending you forth to do, to bear witness to me. So then we have to go back, right? Okay, well, what was Jesus about? What was Jesus about? Well, he was about feeding the hungry and about challenging church leaders. Allow me. Um, he was about healing the sick. He was about including the outsiders. He was about Love. He was about peace, he was about justice, and then he was like, so go, right? I want, I want you guys, I want you guys, and there would have been probably, it sounds like the men disciples gathered there, I want you to get going, because something big is going to unfold, and that entire book of Acts tells the crazy, wonderful stories of that new church. I love Martin Luther King Jr.'s expression, the fierce urgency of now. I love it. That there's an urgency to now that the disciples felt and that we also feel. This is the moment. This is the day. In the midst of tragedies, broad and big, we have been given the power to act. The power to be makers of peace. The powers to be... Bringers of joy, the power to bring, to be builders of bridges, the power to be creators of justice. We've been given that power, and so we hear these words of Jesus again, and I want you to hear them for you and for me this morning. It's not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You will. You will. Amen.